There is a whirlwind of questions surrounding higher education today. They revolve around its future. How does it deal with the acceleration of digital technology? In a post-pandemic world, there is a debate between incremental change versus revolutionary immediate change. The convergence of technologies is bringing this question front and center to all universities today. There is an active debate regarding different learning models. What about a lifelong learning model? What about a subscription model? What about moving away from the 20th century ways of doing things? There is an active question as to whether seniority, tenure, and the process of building consensus over time is counterproductive. All of these questions are being brought to the table today as we welcome Dr. Mark Lombardi of Maryville University, who is often regarded as a disruptor-in-chief in higher education. I'm Hector H. Lopez for the FutureX podcast. Let's send it over to our chief moderator, Matt Alex. I want to first say the conversation we're going to have today is probably unlike most of the uh, other presidents we had and maybe the ones that will uh, come in the past. We're going to see a president that is leading by example. Uh, his, his campus is doing all the things that all campuses should be. And so the first thing I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Lombardi is to talk about the disruption that we are having in the higher ed ecosystem. We all recognize it, but I think having his perspective around the disruption that we are seeing will allow you to understand why and how he's shaping his university to transform higher ed. So uh, Dr. Lombardi, first of all, welcome. And we are so excited to have you here. It's exciting for me to be here. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to be able to have a conversation with all of you good people. Um, and let's let's just jump right in. And I'm a context guy, so let me give you a little context. Uh, uh, you look at the if you look at your phone, it says August of 2021, and your phone is lying to you. Um, it's not. It's really 2025. The pandemic has accelerated the digital future. It didn't change it. It didn't slow it down. It accelerated. It was like going through a wormhole. So after uh, these 18 and plus months of going through this pandemic, what we're seeing is an acceleration of the convergence of technologies. And I'll talk a little bit about that, that a lot of people thought it would take a decade to achieve, but uh, it is here now. And frankly, if higher ed doesn't jump on and embrace this, um, it's going to be swept aside pretty quickly. And and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, um, and uh, probably not a surprise to many of you, higher ed's education culture, its traditions, its ways of, of operating are long-standing and well-documented. We don't need to go through them. They're time-honored. They're deeply rooted. And here's the kicker. Tragically, they are profoundly mid-20th century. But remember, it's 2025. It's not 1950. So we're 75 years removed from uh, sort of the industrial manufacturing ages that forged the contours of higher ed and that are still dominating higher ed today. And you know, the pillars that I talk about, the ones that are absolutely uh, killers when it comes to innovation and, and change, seniority, um, the idea of being the longer you're there, the louder your voice is, that's horrible when it comes to innovation. Deliberate incremental change 
is the preferred approach, and I'll talk a little bit about that. This 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 desire for consensus building. Um, if you get everybody who would agree to something before you've done it, that means what you're doing is by definition not innovative. Process driven warehouse learning and the concept of the 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 way you measure progress in a degree is grading and also the amount of hours you sit in a chair, credit hours, that is, that's also crazy. What we are in now is a digital world where data analytics, artificial intelligence, deep learning, AI, mobile access, lifelong learning, active learning ecosystems, blockchain, digital humans, all of these are the vital elements of higher ed today and in the future. They're, they're part of the 21st century paradigm. And um, if you doubt that, or you just just think of this, okay, everybody on this call is going to do what I'm about to describe, which billions of people are doing. Every day, billions of people are feeding structured and unstructured data into social media and commerce platforms. And that metadata enters the portal of data analytics merged with some sophisticated, robust AI. And it creates a bevy of hyperservice customization, personalization. And in return, all these billions of people, including us, receive faster, better, more personalized service, tailored products, greatly expanded access to knowledge and information at a very cost-effective rate. That's the reality of the digital world. Does that sound like higher ed to you? No, higher ed is way behind. And if it doesn't embrace this reality, uh, it's, it's going to be gone. Um, and I know... There are people out there that use that those data analytics and AI for nefarious re reasons and means. They use them to manipulate. Some even use them to uh, undermine democracies and undermine the rule of law. But they're, the tools are not bad. We've got to embrace these tools, and we've got to use them for good. We've got to use them to empower people. We've got to use them to open up access to uh, uh, underrepresented groups who have been closed out of education and society historically. We've got to use it to open doors, and we got to use it to absolutely alter the business model of higher ed and provide access and opportunity, i.e., make it a really affordable service. And so at Maryville, and we can talk about this, as Matt mentioned, we're doing these things. Um, we're moving the university out of a 20th century mindset into a 21st century mindset. And you might say, how are we doing that? Well, I'll give you a few few things we do all the time. We're always asking why. Why are we doing that? And if somebody doesn't have an answer within about four seconds that makes sense, that means whatever we're doing is we're doing it wrong. We move very fast. We take risks. We fail fast and we learn fast. Here's one. If a process doesn't make sense, then that's because it doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh, that's not hard to figure out. If somebody's laying out a process that doesn't make sense to you, then then by definition, it, it needs to be pulled out by the roots. The other thing we've embraced is the concept of, in terms of student service, we've got to out Amazon, Amazon, okay? We've got to provide the kind of service that the service giants are able to do on a very personalized level. During this pandemic, uh, I sort of rediscovered in a, in a very active way uh, Amazon and Amazon Prime, and, and I'm... Uh, uh, and the first part of addiction is is uh, is to admit that you have a problem. And I can tell you, I have a big problem. I'm addicted to Amazon. Um, what you know, and what we did at Maryville, what we're doing by doing those cultural things and really changing the way the culture operates. And we've done that over many years with a lot of people. Now we're asking other questions. 
questions that heretofore would have been heretical in higher ed. Why can't our graduation rate be 100%? Why can't our retention rate be 100%? Why can't we serve students 24-7, 365 for their entire lives in the space of education and careers? And why can't education be delivered through a subscription model like Netflix or Amazon that levels the playing field, provides access and opportunity to millions, and makes it education not an expensive commodity for certain elites, but, but an affordable necessity for just about everybody? And the answers to those questions are we can do it. We can build that new paradigm of education. We can democratize it. We can open up to millions of people. And we've got the tools to use it. These are the tools of the digital age. All right. So we're, we have the tools. We have a clear sense of where the future can be. And, and, and a lot of times I get asked, you know, okay, that's all well and good. How do you do that as a president? How do you do it as a VP? How do you do it as a faculty member? And that, that's really what I call the strategic soft skills that you have to develop. You, you, you've got to have sustained, consistent, and vocal leadership from your board, your president, senior administrators, key faculty, and staff. You also have to have some things that are going to sound simplistic, but they're, they're the real thing. You've got to have courage. You have to reward it. You have to empower it. You have to drive it, and you have to model it. And I've got some examples of how we did that in Maryville we can talk about maybe in the conversation. The other thing is, as I alluded to, you got to give up on this notion of consensus. Consensus doesn't precede action. It follows it, right? Or put another way, um, you know, uh, what is the old line? Uh, failure, um, uh, success has a thousand mothers and failure is an orphan. So if you're striving to reach consensus around something before you do it, you'll never do it, okay? Or, or you'll wind up with something worse. You'll wind up with incremental change. You'll wind up with incrementalism and you'll call it change, but really it's just uh, moving headstones. And uh, I'd say this sometimes, people don't like it. Consensus is like true love. It really doesn't exist. And I can say that I've been divorced. Some of you are happily married, probably not the case, so I apologize there. The business model has to take the approach of no margin, no mission. Um, we're not for profit, but that's not a business strategy. It's just a tax designation. You've got to generate profit, not to put in the hands of stockholders, but to reinvest in the, in the cutting-edge technologies of, an edu- of this education in the 21st century. DEI issues, diversity, equity, inclusion, have to be front and center. They have to be enveloped in everything you do. The digital tools of today can assist those efforts greatly, and everyone on campus has to own it. It, it, it shouldn't be just put in one office. It, it needs to be owned by the board, the president, and everyone. And I think the final thing that, that I'd say is you got to have partnerships. Uh, universities are not, not going to do this alone. You have to partner with corporations, think tanks, not-for-profits. you got to partner with the Apples, the Salesforces, the Soul Machines. The, there are many others. I'm not taking sides. I'm simply saying you've got to work with partners, and here's the kicker. You've got to co-design curriculum and programs with them not deliver package content without their input. You've got to invite them into the room, sit down with them, and design and redesign curriculum to meet the changing needs of the workforce of today. And we have to listen to those partners, large and small. We can't pretend or act as if we know what's best for them because the reality is we don't. Here's the vision, really. 
right now there's a 12-year-old uh, young woman, girl, somewhere, uh, maybe in St. Louis or Indianapolis or anywhere around the country, and, and they're going to enter Maryville in 27, 28. What they're going to find is a university, it's a national leader in a vibrant, integrated, active learning ecosystem that operates on multiple platforms. The ecosystem is going to be shaped by sophisticated data analytics into student learning profiles, guided by human and digital life coaches. All the student services are going to out Amazon, Amazon, and they're going to be mobile and they're going to be provided by digital humans, not by real humans. Faculty, both human and their digital assistants, are going to guide this young woman through a learning journey where the classroom is everywhere because learning will know no boundaries. She's going to pay for it on a subscription model, maybe monthly, maybe quarterly, but it's going to be affordable. Probably won't, will be something like between uh, their cell phone bill and, uh, and, uh, and, and other subscriptions they pay for. And you know what? The active learning ecosystem is going to be so powerful, they're going to take it with them when they graduate because they're going to need to change careers at least 12 times, and they're going to want to have access to that content and that training over and over. And why not get it through a subscription app in your phone in which you're paying for that service and you can access as much content, as much training, as much experience as you can and you want to, just like when we all binge watch our favorite series on Netflix or Amazon Prime. And she's going to have a digital life coach for life that will be with her 24-7, 365, advising, supporting, arranging choices, leveraging her talents, and ideally ensuring her success. That's the future of higher education, in my opinion, and it's what we're building here at Maryville. The exciting part is this isn't Star Trek. We have all the tools at our disposal now. And really the object here and what we've been doing through the work of a lot of great people is putting that all together. So that's, uh, that's my overview, and, uh, and I welcome uh, any and all discussion around it. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Lombardi. So this is pretty interesting. The things that you said, and Hector in the back channel was saying, we probably need an hour on each one of those topics with you, because all of that is things that we have to do to shape higher ed as we move forward. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the back burner and, and me and Hector are going to have to figure out how we get that answered in a lot deeper way. Dr. Mark Lombardi has served as president of Maryville University since 2007. In that time, Maryville has achieved unprecedented growth and earned national distinction for leading a digital revolution in higher education. Dr. Lombardi is the 10th president named since the institution's founding in 1872. He's also the author and co-author of multiple books, the most recent being Pivot, a vision for the new university published in 2019. The good news is Dr. Mark Lombardi will be back on many occasions to continue this discussion with all of us, so stay tuned. This episode was recorded live on Clubhouse. Check us out at the Future X Tribe. It was produced by the Future X Tribe, Beyond Academics, and the Next Global Organization. Executive Director and Chief Moderator, Matt Alex. Edited by Next Media. I'm Hector H. Lopez. We'll see you next time as we continue our discussions with the higher ed changemakers on the Future X podcast. <laughs>